0: This is Michael Ko from the Punk Rock and Politics Podcast, and you're listening to some of the best
1: podcasts available on the internet,
0: only on the No Phony Podcast Network.
1: Heroes Garage. This is a weekly podcast where we review movies, TV shows, having to do with fantasy, science fiction, superheroes, and every now and then horror. Joining me today is my cohort in crime, Bill.
0: Hello, Tom.
1: (laughs) How are you doing?
0: I am going to be getting the house ready for Thanksgiving Company. So... Okay. We are recording the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, the house is a disaster. My wife is cooking, and I have been encouraged to clean the house. So this is um,
1: kind of the reprieve
0: before the storm. Correct. Yes. I was told my wife I'm doing a uh, podcast. She goes, when is the podcast? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Actually, it was more of. I'll do, I'll clean the house after the podcast. When's the podcast? <laughs> you know what? We love yes, it. Though. I hear that. I hear that loud and clear. Yep. going to be doing it. that. right away. Yeah, I know. It's, I'm not, to, at least I'm not booking.
1: We need to have somebody to keep us focused in some kind of a productive direction, knowing the two of us.
0: <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. Oh,
1: so what's on the
0: docket today, Tom.
1: Today we have The Mandalorian, Chapter 3, The Sin. Oh,
0: I love this. I love the fact that we have an episode to review once a week, so we're not getting ahead of ourselves.
1: No, we are not. And so we are taking our time and developing our opinions. We're actually watching episodes two to three times if need be. Yep, yep. Correct. And we're we're hoping by doing that we'll remember which, What comes in what episode, unlike previous (laughs) episodes of this very podcast? Uh, That's true.
0: I hate to admit it, but that's true.
1: So, Bill, this is going to be our outline today, just so that um, people can follow, those following along at home will know where we're heading. Um, We're going to do a quick recap of the story, and then we're going to do our review. We're going to talk a little bit about the visuals, a little bit about the entertainment value, and we're going to actually dive into our opinions and perspectives um, of the story itself, the highlights and lowlights of the story from this particular episode. Sounds good. Okay, so this story, Episode 3, The Sin, picks up with the Mandalorian returning with Baby Yoda and turning Baby Yoda in to the client, played by Warner Herzog. Oh, I love him. Yes, and so he... he Um, go ahead, Bill. Who is Werner Herzog?
0: <laughs> <laughs> he is a famous German director. And oh. one of his most famous movies that he did was a movie called Fitzcarraldo. Okay. So, um, yeah, being a film student uh, back in the 80s, he was definitely a highlighted uh, director who claimed to fame was to do these impossible type films and over the top and... Uh, he was—he's very dramatic, as you could tell. Uh, his character is awesome with his accent and the way he talks and the way he delivers his lines. Mm-hmm. He's the most distinguished character I feel of the show. And yeah, um, but go ahead. But I—I I yeah. digress. But Werner, and it's Werner Herzog. So just to give you the, the correct German pronunciation, pronunciation, if I could say that right, I can't even pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> Werner Herzog. So to hear this German old in, in, old accent and intensity and delivering the lines it was it was is it was perfect uh of uh, I was just it gave me chills when I learned that's Werner. I like I know this guy. I know this guy. <clears throat> so yes, I'm sorry. I just had to interject there of being thrilled to death that Werner Herzog made a cameo. Yeah. Go ahead, Tom.
1: No, so we'll get back to the story. We'll try to get this story summary out. Um, but we'll see. Already, I'm not, I'm not I that helpful. This, I'm there not, we go. Not, not <laughs> that helpful. <laughs> so the Mandalorian leaves. He goes back to the, to, to Carl Weathers, who's Grief Karga. Yeah. And, um, that's after getting his bounty and getting a new plate of armor and having kind of a run-in with some of his bounty friends who uh, confront him for doing business with the former Imperialists. And I love that scene as well, but I won't go into any of my review right now. Um, but from <laughs> there, <laughs> Mandalorian has a change of heart, and this is where the sin comes in. He goes back sure. and captures, recaptures Baby Yoda, this time from the Imperialists, and um carl weathers and his band of i guess they're called the guild confront him one of the best visual scenes in this particular episode happens next where the bounty hunters come to the mandalorians rescue and that's kind of the end of it right there so that is basically the story so we already kind of did a little commentary on some of the characters and the acting. Maybe <laughs> we should build on that, Bill. Let's build on it. What were some okay. other highlights, lowlights from the characters?
0: Well, you know, when you have these stars like Werner Herzog, which I would guess that most anybody really doesn't know. And, um, but you, you know that just by their presence alone, there's something to these actors, right? So, because even when we saw that it was Nick Nolte, that was, it was a different type of Nick Nolte, right? Um, we, we didn't pick up at all because he was such a really Star warian uh, character. And, uh, so now we get Werner Herzog and we get Carl Weathers, right? As, yeah. uh, kind of a, you know, they're established actors and, and, uh, and it's great to see that they hire uh, these men to to act um, and they bring something extra to it because there is a, a, a professionalism that's there. They're they're different from the other ones just because they're more polished. I yeah, would they say. have a
1: they have a stage presence or a, they persona. Have a presence. Correct. Yeah. And they, they tend to let that flow right into the character that they're playing. So it's almost a part of themselves. So it doesn't even feel as much like acting anymore. And I think that's when stories really hit their stride on film is when you're not thinking about their acting at all. You're just looking at these characters and you're thinking you're kind of right in tune with what they're trying to portray. And I feel like that is definitely the case with Zinner Herzog (laughs) and um,
0: (laughs) Carl Weathers. Was that better, Bill? Uh, Werner. Werner Herzog.
1: Oh, never mind. I know. Um, it,
0: so I know it looks see. like a W, but uh,
1: I'm I think I ahead. tried to say Vin-e. Um <laughs> You know, the beauty of
0: it is is even if I could tell you how to pronounce it, you'll still massacre it. So, you know,
1: that just goes in line with the way you are with names, Tom. That is me. Um, so one of my favorite acting jobs comes from a man in armor, and it is... When the Mandalorian, which I'm spelling that name right and wrong, it depends on what outline I do. Um, this week I have the incorrect spelling. Um, I like the guy who confronts him. He's kind of double his size. <laughs> yeah. The, the big Mandalorian. Yeah. The hulking you know, Mandalorian. So, but I won't, I don't want to ruin any of the storyline because we tend to kind of move through the story and that's right. kind of towards the middle of this particular episode. Right. right. Um, but what, What uh, the client does, I won't try and say the name again incorrectly for the fourth or fifth time, but the client confronts the Mandalorian about his choice to ask about the welfare or the future welfare of Baby Yoda. And that kind of lets us into a little bit of foreshadowing in a real subtle way. And these movie directors and storytellers have a way of foreshadowing and kind of getting the audience ready for what could happen next that right. you know that this guy, this Mandalorian, is actually acting out of character. How did you think they handled that through the acting job of the client in setting up this episode, and setting up the dilemma, like really early on in the episode, they give us a peekaboo into what could be happening next?
0: Yeah, I think that what was great about it is um, the client doesn't even skip a beat. He mm-hmm. he. It's like there's not even a pause. It's just the fact that he asks. He already just he just really just jumps down his throat. Yeah. And and um. Yeah. Just clearly states his disappointment, but he's willing to overlook um this sin of you know wanting to know more. Uh, because as the bounty goes, as you deliver your asset, and then. That's it. You know questions asked, right? Yeah. And the fact that he asks um, you know, he immediately shows everybody that he has broken the code. He has broken the code of um, don't ask, don't tell, just do your job um, like a good bounty hunter. And yeah. um, how he approaches him is definitely in sternness and anger. But there's also, you know, I just... Okay, great, but I'm not going to do anything to you right now because I don't know exactly what happens, but I'm also going to tell you I'm not pleased and just yeah. move, just get out of here, basically. And I thought that was a very <clears throat> captivating scene because um, even the Mandalorian respects that. Um, it seemed like at that time, um, it's almost like he snapped him in two of like, yeah, what are you thinking? What am I thinking? I shouldn't be emotionally involved here. I need yeah. to move on.
1: It's almost like he, and this is where it gets into the kind of the meat of the review, but Ryan, Why not? Right. Why not jump right, in? Right. Um. So a couple of things go through in my mind. The immediacy of the client's response tells you that this is important, right? Cause it's yeah. like knife edge. Boom. Now the Mandalorian's taking the reward and walking away. I thought, well, he just isn't convinced yet because mm. they give you a hint and I think this is this episode, although I can't be completely sure. Um, <laughs> in the ship, the little guy, the baby Yoda, yeah, it was in this episode. Yeah. Baby Yoda kind of goes up and takes that little piece off of his ship. And you see, yeah. yeah, and I think that may have uh, pricked his tender side. But more importantly than that, not only because it's a baby, not only because he's cute and adorable, or it's cute and adorable. Later on, after this scene, they move on to where the bounty hunter, a Mandalorian, gets his armor replated. And in that scene, I think, is when the Mandalorian comes to his senses that, wait a minute, baby, you would have saved me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, right. Um, so now there's the even, dilemma. Even
0: he states it, he even states it before to the uh, blacksmith that, Right um, and that it. Yep. from my enemy but my enemy didn't know that I was my enemy. Right. Uh, my, yeah. This is not this is not a uh you know what how, what did you know what does this, this to you and he, you know it was the beast with the horn and um he said but my enemy saved me but did not know my, was my enemy so I cannot accept this as a righteous kill, right? Right. So it's funny that even he has this code and recognize that yeah I killed this beast but it wasn't if it wasn't for my enemy I couldn't have I couldn't have done it.
1: So, I think what, they're uh, setting up this, these dilemmas with these codes right because you right. have several codes here you have the client saying hey it's the code don't ask don't tell the next code right. we run into is this is the way right <laughs> like the way. we right. run into that with in this very same scene that you're referencing where the the individual who's forging the armor. And the scene where the the twice the size bounty hunter, I wish I knew that bounty hunter's name, but they confront. Uh, well, at Lauren. least I know
0: the metal stuff is called Beskar. There so you go. There you go. So, yeah.
1: So, there's another code there, and that is that you don't take off your helmet. And yep. the other thing, and I'm not sure how exactly they word this, but you protect the group or you protect the way. Um, right and as you can tell here these codes are followed and then sometimes broken <laughs> <laughs> and so for you like how do you do you think that this code is earned the breaking of the original code here is earned cuz the original rule here is hey you don't ask you don't tell you deliver the the subject and you walk away and they immediately break that code within the same episode and yeah I think that was, was interesting
0: about the code, and I, I was trying to really grasp what was what the code is all about because um, it seems like part of the code was only one Mandalorian could be seen because, like he, the client was saying, is is Baskar is next to impossible finding a Mandalorian. And you know, lo and behold, there's a whole group of Mandalorian living underground. For some reason, the code is only one Mandalorian can live above ground, and these other Mandalorian are, well, at least the bigger one is feeling stir crazy and about being underground and living, you know, living in the the shadows uh, of this this code and living according to this. Um, way of life and so and they're seeing possibly his ex- success because he comes down with the whole thing a best car gets a whole new brand new set of honor or armor and now there's jealousy as well so even though there's a code there's also now becoming jealousy within the um the the the, the group and so but you know this is the yeah. way
1: And that's what's interesting, too, is that they they break the rules, but then they're also keeping the rules because although there's jealousy and there's a conflict that occurs, the calmer heads prevail because of the way. Um, The forger of the armor reminds the rest of the bounty hunters, hey, this Mandalorian has actually followed the rules. And they all
0: respect it. Did not remove his helmet. He is, you know, he's delivering the payload. Not only that, he's also giving a tithe, right, to the foundlings. Yeah. yeah. Because he donates that to them, which we all know what the foundlings are. Those are the kids. Yeah. And uh, which are, it seems like from the flashbacks, the kids are refugees mm-hmm. or orphans,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, like he was. Um, so, well, yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a whole code and ethics here yeah. that they
1: are following
0: um, mm-hmm. as a group.
1: Now, how do you think, how do you feel like they pulled off the, because I think like through these foreshadowing, well, not foreshadowing, these back, they do like these um, scenes where they show you things from the Mandalorian's past. The flashbacks. All, the flashbacks. parents and the
0: kid and them but hiding that, him. The, and, co-
1: the actual question, though, is that uh, that's somehow connected maybe also to the foundlings. And how well do you think they're handling the flashbacks? And do you think that's um, helping the story, pushing the story along? Or do you think it gets in the way of the story?
0: Well, I, I think it's good is is uh, it, it, it you could tell it affects him on a couple of ways. Right. Right. Because it in, inevitably it, it really affects him into his decision to go back and get Yoda. Um, right. Because here is an innocent. Uh, being put into harm's way and it's not going to be rescued. It's just a package. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that, you know, part of the flashback that we haven't seen yet is how he's rescued as a kid. Because I think we are seeing these droids coming in because he hates droids, right? We get this thing, Oh, battle droids and droids. Like, I don't want a droid. You know, he's kind of stayed this a couple of times. Yeah. It's almost like the, Um, you know, the way, uh, the Tarantino film was the hippies, ah Dirty hippies. (laughs) That's a good reference. I love that.
1: (laughs) That connected.
0: It's connected. Yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood, you know, and it's the dirty hippies and him is the dirty droids. Right.
1: I I didn't realize I hated droids as much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you could tell he hated the droids because even in the car, he's like, I want to, I don't want, I don't want a droid. And um I, I think that, remember, the last, one of the flashback sequences his parents put in there, and also there's a rumble and explosion in the next scene. All of a sudden, there's a droid part pointing its arm in at him. But we all know he wasn't shot, which I tend to believe he was rescued by a Mandalorian. So I think, you know, we're not seeing that part of the story yet of his flashback. But you could tie that into all right, yes, I'm delivering a package. It's my job. My job is not to ask questions, but it's a kid. And even more than that, it's a special kid. It's a kid who rescued me. And on it, this kid is cute and it's vulnerable. And I'm going to go and rescue it just the way that I was rescued. I'm going to go against the code because really what's more ethical is that this kid does not fall into these empire uh refugees, you know, or rebels.
1: Yeah. You know what <laughs> I love about I, get out I love that and I'll tell you why I love it. I'm going to get a little bit wah-wah-y here. <laughs> I like this because it's it's more of a modern story. Yeah. Versus these old school stories that we and frankly a lot of the old school Star Wars stories were about obtaining the force in right getting glory and getting medals and being the hero and right. the modern stories have an influence from theories that have been updated so it's not about possessing the force it's not about um being the hero as much as it is loving and supporting these valuable people and entities that you come across and i think he goes back the mandalorian goes back and saves baby yoda because of that connection that he felt. Yeah. And you've re- I'm not gonna restate it, you stated it very well just a minute ago, because of that connection. Not to be yeah. a hero, not to get more money, not to like have some special power, right? <laughs> and that's yeah. what we're we're trying to go with.
0: Yeah, and it's refreshing, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is refreshing. I and then I've rewatched um episode eight. And that's what they're training us to how they're training us to think about the Star Wars universe. It was a bit of a hard shift for us, but you see the continuation in the Mandalorian. I guess that's my point. Yeah, uh, I get it. So we go from there, and the movie the movie kind of moves along. The episode moves along to the guild. Am I getting that right? Is that is the group that confronts him? The Carl Weathers group is that the guild?
0: That's the guild. That's the bounty hunter guild. Okay. So yeah. Mhm. Okay, good. So yeah, it's like it's the like I referred to our last podcast. It's the it's the John Wick uh, group. <laughs> it's the John, assassins.
1: John <laughs> instead
0: Wick. Of, instead of the Guild <laughs> of Bounty Hunters, you know, the Guild of Assassins. You know, yeah. we have a bunch of guilds flying out there in Hollywood, yeah. but yes, we have a guild.
1: But they're they're more like kind of like meat cutters <laughs> than they are the John Wick guild. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, it was, it was funny. Is
0: like when the scene, uh, and it and it. I mean, you can see where it's going. I mean, I I told last week, I'm like, yeah, you can see where this is going. It's a John Wick 3 thing. And it it, because it is kind of predictable. Um, And when they're all in the bar and all of a sudden other, the red lights start flashing. And it was it remind me of the John Wick series when everybody's phones go off. Right. Yeah, that is a John is on the. Right. Right. So it, it was the exact same thing. And, you know, I didn't mind it because it's what else are you going to do. Right. You're only going to light up a couple of people. No, it's like all hands on deck. We have uh, we have a runner. Right. We have someone who broke the guild here. Yeah. And it just happens that they all hate him, too. That's yeah. even makes it better.
1: And I think what. The oh, the biggest difference here is that they're not as good at fighting or attacking people as the as the John Wick <laughs> folks. No, are. Um, it's kind of like your local street you know street gang. That's what the guild feels like to me. Um, yeah. So that that kind of lends itself and into kind of a different topic here, at least from my perspective, is what I would consider one of the best visuals of to date in The Mandalorian occurs for me next when the Mandalorian. Come down from the skies and land and and lend their support to the Mandalorian, which is confusing to say in a sentence. So people who are watching know what (laughs) I mean. But
0: let's call him Mando. Thank you. Like Carl Weathers calls him Mando. Yeah. So Mandalorian would be the plural of Mando. How do you like that?
1: Thank you, Bill. I'm going to go with that. I'm not going to try and pronounce that name right now. Uh okay.
0: Go Not ahead. Yet. You're on a roll.
1: <laughs> so the Mando <laughs> is protecting Baby Yoda, and and he's kind of surrounded, even though they have you know a lot of weapons and they're heroic and everything else. And so then the Mandalorian come down from. The, I love that visual effect. But what did you think of the visuals in that yeah, particular scene?
0: It it was great. I mean, you know, it was coming because he was he was pinned. Um, <laughs> He's pinned down. What else are you going to do? Either you're going to kill him or, you know, uh, or he's going to be rescued. So I was kind of waiting for the Mandalorian to show up. But yes, the how are they going to show up is they're all coming down with their rockets out of the sky, um, which, you know, is, is completely had the element of surprise. And it was really cool they had a gun battle because, in, an aspect, in aspect here, we have another breaking of the code, right? Right. Um, that they're coming to rescue him because really the only way that the Mandalorian are going to be seen up above is if the other Mandalorian gets killed and then now the next one is up. Um, so the fact that they broke the code of we're going to rescue this Mandalorian, uh, is interesting. And, uh, I, I would like to know why, actually. I think that wasn't really defined and he even yells at him you guys are going to have to uh you know go find a new place and he goes yeah i know and you know but this is the way and he goes this is the way so there must have been some other code of how they come and rescue each other but it was cool but i like to know that little piece just because that's how my brain works is okay what drove all these guys to rescue him and not let him perish you know what i mean
1: that's a great point um so it's either brilliant storytelling because they're going to tell us later and we, they've got us thinking about it now and they dropped it at the end of the episode. So that has us thinking about how are they going to resolve that little loop uh, in the next episode? Um, I do like one thing that they didn't do. I know that's kind of an odd sentence, but I'm glad that they didn't have baby Yoda save the day with the force again because they already did it once. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was almost as they were setting up for that, weren't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I it, agree.
0: It, I almost actually I got to admit I I knew something he was going to be rescued out of that. And I but my first guess would have been baby Yoda.
1: Mhm. Yeah. I
0: think I, I don't think it would have been the Mandalorian just because of their code, but the fact that they show up I go, "Oh, okay, that's interesting." Right? Yeah. Um but uh yeah, you know I I, I, I they, they
1: couldn't resist the visual. Like, not only them dropping down, but after the fight's over and Mando and Baby Yoda are flying away in, in Mando's ship, and then he looks out to his right and there's uh, Mandalorian flying around with that jetpack. And yeah, he it just. Rocket but, Man. <laughs> it was Rocket so he Man. He looked like Rocket Man. <laughs> Absolutely. There's that another
0: was, sure a movie reference there.
1: <laughs> you know what my favorite scene from Rocket Man? my favorite scene from rocket man is we go into this rabbit hole i'm committing to the rabbit hole is at the beginning of that movie there's a scene where three of the main characters are in this restaurant and they're like you know discussing and they get all rallied and they run out of the restaurant and they yell down the street and one of the guys still has his hamburger in his hand (laughs) (laughs) you guys go back and watch the rocketeer you will see the scene it's at the beginning of the movie dude runs out of the restaurant and he's got the hamburger in his hand anyways back to mandalorian um yeah
0: that was cool
1: i i thought it was cool i so i think it's i thought it reminded me of the rocketeer though am i getting that right the rocketeer i think it's the rocketeer rocketeer rocket man one of the two yeah. I'm very insecure I'm, about names right now. Not just proper names, but just any name. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I did it to you. But then, uh, then we set up the scene is when he's flying out and, um, baby Yoda walks up to him and, you know, sticks his hand out and he untwists the ball and gives it to him. Uh, awesome. I thought that was a real cool scene, honestly. It was, it was touching. It was cute. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand the, I mean, baby Yoda and the whole thing is is just dripping with cuteness, um, uh, you know, but I, I I bought it. I love it because it's Yoda. Right. I think if it's anything else, it, I, I tell you, if it was any other type of Star Wars character, it it would just be kind of like, oh, come on. But right. The fact that it's a baby Yoda and it's cute and he's eating frog whole I love it when he's like, hey, hey, get away from that. And the next thing they turn and he's <laughs> like awesome. swallowing the, fro- the frog hole. I was like, OK, that's awesome.
1: That's awesome. You know,
0: it, it, and they kind of go, OK, well, that's where he." it's funny because in my my family were watching it and they go, "Well, OK, what does he eat? I go, because oh, I already saw it. I go, well, wait, <laughs> <laughs> you'll see, <laughs> <laughs> you'll see. <laughs> and sure enough, he eats the hole. And it's because, you know, Yoda lived in swamps. Right, that's when he was when he was hiding from the Empire. He was and was uh, living in a swamp. So um, I, I I thought it was great. I love the the dripping of the cuteness of it. I bought it. I ate it. Um, it's not a Rogue One type thing. It's not a solo thing. It's a here right after the Empire we have a a Yoda out there that is like the Force now. I tell you, I would just go nuts, Tom, if they brought this in Rise of the Skywalker somehow. Wouldn't that be just the greatest thing? I don't know. For me, I would just be like, "Oh my gosh, they did it!" To do a tie-in from the Mandalorian yeah. Yoda character to that yeah. be yeah. would be awesome arc. I don't know if they'd do it, but I would. You, if you were watching in, in the show with me, and that baby Yoda showed up.
1: I would stand up in the theater and go, yeah! <laughs> so now you, you've set this up to where now if they don't do that, I'm gonna I may have a huge disappointment. <laughs> oh, you know me, you know I would. <laughs> yeah, you would. You tend to be the loudest person in any movie I've ever gone to watch. Oh, so that sets it up. So we have Some entertainment, have roller coasters. I have the movies. Yes, you do. And so we've talked about the story, we've talked about visuals, we've kind of walked through, and we've we've guessed at some things. Let's look at the entertainment value in this yeah. episode because it looks like the people who are rating these this these episodes on IMDb are are thinking these are episodes are getting better each with each one. So they go from 8.7 to 8.8. This one is rated a 9.3 out of 10. Wow. Um, what do you think, Bill? Do you feel like the entertainment value is increasing? Yeah, I think so because I was
0: kind of down on episode two because I thought that there was a little hokiness with the music and got very Disney esque. And uh, um, but as now I'm I've watched them really all in the row. It flowed a lot better for me and I liked it. And it's growing into this. It, I tell you, they really set up expectations for episode four just for the fact that it really from a script wise, you really can't, because you know me, I'm trying to predict like what's going to happen next. Right. And really don't know what's going to happen next. And so there's actually a lot of mystery in this next episode. And so as it's built, it's building and I I agree to how it's being rated. It's really building to go somewhere. And it's very exciting. uh, I, I think I'm, I'm more engaged into it because of this episode. And really if it wasn't for the baby Yoda character, I don't think that it would be as engaging because you have probably one of the biggest characters, if not, you know, the big three characters of the star Wars, um, you know, I I don't want to say episodes, but, um, you know, that everybody loves, everybody loves Yoda. And the fact that you have, a Baby Yoda is just incredible and it's great writing.
1: Yeah, it is. It feels layered. It also feels like... So I need to give a reason for why I say it's layered. I'm, I know <laughs> I was that. Gonna say, I can't just say that and move on. Right?
0: I feel dumb because I didn't use the word layered, but he did. I'm like, should he use the word layered? I don't know. But I don't know if I'm I should have listen. said that.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is why I feel it's layered. So... <laughs> Uh, These are the reasons. Reason number one, the code of the Mandalorian. Reason number two, the client. Reason number three, the guild. In other words, there's multiple players on the board, and they all have rules, and some of them have been broken. And now we have a former bounty hunter in the form of a Mandalorian named Mando. Who is on yeah. the run with a baby Yoda? On the run. Yep. Okay, that's what I would call layered.
0: Yeah. Okay, I, I buy it. Okay. So there's a lot I, of there's a lot of enemies now. He's built a lot of enemies.
1: And I think that's the intrigue moving forward. I do think we might be in because you can't have the pedal to the metal the entire time unless you're in a NASCAR race, right? And not everything is a NASCAR race, despite how right. things look on the roads today on on the way home from work um you have <laughs> a story that probably needs another space to breathe, kind of episode i i feel that coming actually <laughs> because there's, there's it, think
0: about the fourth i'm sorry go ahead no go ahead i i think that you're you're correct as um and, and you, you spurred me into that direction is it's like okay now what do i do right right I, he's got to get his bearings where do i go now? um you know, something's up with this kid. There's gotta be somebody that he is he's, he's gonna be going to somebody who, uh, who he knows, right? Right. That knows about this type of and it's interesting that I'm surprised he doesn't know the force, but I guess that's just not known throughout the you know, the galaxy as much as we know the force, right? right. Um, but he's gotta have somebody that's, that's a go to Uh, maybe retired um, bounty hunter. Do they ever retire um, that he could trust that might be information that that would be my prediction of where he's going is somebody he could trust. That's probably retired that could steer him into the right direction. That's, that's what I'm thinking. What do you think?
1: I think he's got to head to the wilderness um, because that's where people hide. Well, sometimes they hide in the wilderness. Sometimes they hide in the city, but I don't think they're going to hide in the city this time because they're leaving a city. I'm using very rudimentary logic here.
0: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I think they're gonna. This is going back to the old west kind of feel. Um, I think it's gonna go back to the campfires and the deserts and the, you know, the aliens running around. Um, because, and, but something within that is gonna continue this narrative. Um, I don't know exactly what that's gonna be, but the connection is going to be maintained that he is a man on the run and that'll be kind of pushed along as well in a way that i won't be able to predict because i never predict these things the correct way yeah yeah. Um, that's probably the best i got it's a
0: good it's a good prediction because yeah it's like uh, if if you're taking it from a wild west type of thing um, where does the outlaw or the renegade go to yeah they go they they head to the hills right they run to the hills so um, that makes sense because then you're you're in cover and it's in your land and um, I I think what's going to be uh, to me that is, uh, is also obvious is he's going to learn more of Baby Otis' powers of what he can do because it obviously has revealed itself so there's gonna I think there's going to be some bonding between the two um, but it's not going to be like a parent child bonding I think there's going to be definitely some force bonding here of education of yeah there's there's a force here and i have it and so not only is he protecting uh yoda as a child but he's also going to be protecting yoda as the force
1: right maybe we'll be um kind of instructed on the rules and the code of the force a little bit in this next episode we don't know but a question i have for you is it interesting that the jawas are back Um, front stage here, and Uh, they haven't said that Tatooine, or have they said that, like this planet where he fought? Okay, they haven't said it, good. Um, Mm -hmm. Good in the sense that I'm glad I didn't miss that. But I I wonder about that, too. Like, it's sandy, and there's, you know, rocks and stuff that remind you of Tatooine. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. It's wilderness and the Jawa Rod Tatooine. Are they also on other planets? And, you know, that that could be an interesting tie-in to the originals.
0: Yeah, I mean, because really the Jawas were <clears throat> a big uh, kind of an introducing, an introducing of a, a class of characters in the beginning that we saw, and then they kind of faded, and then they, they brought them back for this, um, part of the scavengers and their it's like it it's like the the empire never existed for them they're they're just the same i love it yeah there's a consistency with them it it it, they are the same whether it was an empire um was around or not around and um Mm -hmm. so yeah it 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 just ties into another star wars characters Mm -hmm. that uh that are fan favorites right
1: yeah, and I also wonder too, another connection here is that way back in the day, our first introduction to a Force user was Obi-Wan Kenobi, who's right. closely connected to Jawas back then. Right. And now you have this little baby Yoda creature and, and you find that creature with Jawas within striking distance. So <laughs> kind of interesting how those connections are being either made or not made. It I just guess, depends on yeah. how the story goes. <laughs> Right,
0: right, right. So. Well, they're survivors. That's what I, I, I believe what they're, they're communicating is they're, they're survivors. They're a class of survivors and they're scavengers and they have their own code, right? And that's scavenging. And, yeah. um, but they're still a group that you don't want to mess with. Yeah. You could beat them, one on one, but as a group, you're not going to beat them. And that, no, that, I love proved, that, that proved true in every, um, Star Wars episode when you came up on a Jawa. Uh, as, a, as a single force, yeah, you could beat them down, but as a gang, forget it.
1: Yeah, They're like the African dogs of this universe. <laughs> they're, like, they're, they're not that much one-on-one, but you get a pack of them, and they can bring down anything. Um, they're like little fire ants, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, any final words of wisdom before we... Well, oh, I think oh. it's captivating now, you know. I think it's,
0: uh, they set a good tone. Um, <clears throat> they got to, it took three episodes to get to really the plot of the whole Mandalorian story here. Um, and it's exciting because you have one of the most famous characters, uh, or species of characters who we all love as fans. And now, it's not we, we none of us are going to predict really where it's going and it's going to be uh, hopefully a great payoff in the end.
1: Yeah, I want to add one more bit of thing I'm happy about, and I echo everything that you said so far. I, I'm really looking forward to the story. I love the way it's building. I love the visuals. Um, I love the music, even though Bill doesn't. Um, <laughs> I like but, the music this set around the
0: second episode, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, yeah. but uh, this one, th- this one was a lot better. I don't mm. know what they did. They either fired the guy or they said, "Huh, can
1: you tone it down a bit um
0: but the, but yeah this, this third episode's good.
1: the thing that I love in it's proving true with the Mandalorian mando's armor. I love the fact that his armor actually stops some of the fire, uh, some of the lasers, and things that bounce off of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I'm watching these other, like I just got to watching episode eight, and and any these, like, why are you wearing all that armor if it doesn't stop anything?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it just goes to show, like, what the heck are the stormtroopers wearing? Seriously, they never, that that? never works. It never works. It's like it can't stop anything.
1: No, like. (laughs) Take it off. Okay. <laughs> it just makes you word
0: I think the only thing it does is it, it's just, it's a uniform, really. Yeah. The stormtrooper you know stuff you know what, is just.
1: You know what else they do? And this is kind of poking holes at our critique from last episode, which we love to critique ourselves like openly on Mike, is that you have some more grotesque things happening here that are not all that child friendly. You have a stormtrooper burned to death in this yeah, one. That's true. <laughs> or okay. when he uh,
0: lassos one And stabs him in the back That was a good one <laughs> There you go <laughs> was
1: like, so, oh, That was
0: pretty gruesome
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're like The music is fun But the uh, the deaths are Alright so All I right. think with that we're going to put A bow in this episode Bill Alright Tom. For now and until next time This has been Heroes Garage Bye now